at the party, Richter! Welcome back to See You at the Party, Richter. Today we'll be doing the summary of Arnold's 1988 comedy vehicle, Twins, co-starring Danny DeVito. I am Joseph Beck Castro, and joining me as always is my main man, Aaron Frescas. Hello. And my mainer man, Chris Chapman. <laughs> Ooh, hey everybody. Yeah, uh, and as many as you know, um, Aaron and Chris are brothers, and since this movie is about brothers... Wait, what? Yeah. Sorry, huh? just being stupid. Allegedly, that's just what I've been told. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, since this movie is about brothers, I uh, would like to introduce a special guest today. Uh, a man who many people thought was my twin brother growing up. Uh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Could tell us apart. <laughs> yep. And also, uh, apparently, he played guitar in this movie, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Mr. Jeff Beck, welcome to hey. the show. Hey, welcome. Hello, Amer- Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, America. And uh, <laughs> and all the ships uh, at um, sea. It, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys really get and confused every- when you were, or told you were uh, twins? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah, people were like, are you guys twins? We're like, the fuck? No. I think people just, uh, when you hang out with people a lot or something, you, you have this, we were have like the same mannerisms or something because mm. uh, we definitely don't look alike. Or kids just all kids just look alike. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I think okay. I think we looked enough alike for people to call us twins, but they maybe just you know didn't look close <laughs> enough. Yeah, look right into our eyes, man. Yeah, we're different people, man. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> now now I know how uh, you know Arnold and DeVito felt in this exactly. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so uh, before we... Confusing the shit out of everybody. <laughs> exactly. I guess it would be the opposite of what everybody thought. Anyways, um, so uh, before we get into the summary, Aaron is going to ask you a bunch of questions, and he's going to want them answered immediately. And uh, I know the answers to these questions, therefore I'm not going to ask him. So. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Okay, uh, so yeah, Jeff, what is your? These are Arnold Schwarzenegger related questions, by the way. Of course. Of <laughs> what course. is your? Actually, uh, I've I've heard the podcast. Okay, what's your favorite Arnold movie? Uh, well, this is a tough one for me um, because we have uh, everybody's almost everybody's favorite movie is T two, and we have some you know some actual real ties to Terminator two, you know. Uh, um joe and i uh, our dad's best friend was the stuntman in yeah. um in that movie and, and a few other ones so and i've smoked weed with the dude like he was super <laughs> cool and um so and but the problem is i've also uh i have to lean towards uh total recall because that one has all the elements of everything that i really yeah. like sci-fi espionage arnold and action so it, i have to go with total recall total recall that's a good one i, I was really hoping you were gonna say and i smoked weed with paul paul verhoven no just the stomach but he does have a scene in t2 <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. so do you have one that that you like a least favorite one that you don't really care for yes um i think uh it's a little bit um Maybe a little outdated because I, I formed this opinion um, probably, you know, 15 years ago or so. And it, it's the sixth day because I remember when oh. I watched that movie, um, I felt like he wasn't even trying as an actor. It just was like a joke. And they were just like just trying to crank out another movie. And which is weird because I like sci-fi, but I just I remember that being the, the last Arnold movie I watched was like, OK, I'm, I'm done. Maybe it was my age. I was a little older, but. 
that was why that's that's why my least favorite it's weird because that one's very like ed, ed, the most similar of his movies to uh total recall but i guess if you're mm-hmm. a total yeah, recall yeah. fan you're like yeah you're like what yeah that one's never this? gonna measure up <laughs> yeah yeah it can't, yeah it is i mean the, the story is good i don't know if i think it felt it felt very generic and yeah. like there was and he he wasn't into it he was just kind of like smiling his way through it you know haha. Mm-hmm. he just i didn't i didn't i think he had done it so many times and it was just like he needed like a break from acting before he or something like to to try some different roles maybe, or to yeah. become governor. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that's what happened because when he came back, he started you know I, he started trying acting again. I think that yeah. was like he maybe stopped trying for a bit. He had to he miss just got it. bored of it acting. But uh, like I said, it's a you know I haven't I haven't um, uh, been updated. I need to watch some more on movies because you know your perception changes as yeah. mm-hmm. you know you get older. So I probably might watch Six Day Now and go wow I holy shit that's. Good movie. I think you'd go and watch it and be like, eh, perhaps I was too harsh on this movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah, 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 probably so. Probably so. Uh, and then you've seen the movie we're watching Twins before, right? Like before this. Before no, this I did not. I did not see it. I have not seen it before this time. Wow, really? um, this is your first yeah, time I seeing just, it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I watched it a few days ago, yeah. you know, but um, prior to that, no, I never watched it. Um, I just, I remember, oh, oh, I, the only part I remember is uh, when he was, when Danny DeVito was saying that he looked like he got stung by bees. That's the only <laughs> memory I, <laughs> I have of the movie. So I can't, I don't know if I saw that in a preview or I actually saw the movie, but that's the only and then when I watched it this time, I'm wow, this is actually a, a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah, man, it's yeah, I liked it. Okay, man. good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, wait. So did Joe? Did you not watch this when you were growing up, or are you guys just like in different places or something? Or when you watched it when you were younger? <laughs> I, I don't know because I did also you... had memories of the movie, but I don't remember watching it, so I, I wasn't sure if I had seen it. You know, we. Hmm. We were mostly watching command, Commando and uh, things like that. A lot of the movies we were watching um, when this came out were what our dad was watching with us. So it was gotcha. action-based. I wish we would have watched this one because it was funny and it was the perfect um, role for Arnold, I thought, too. Yeah, yeah definitely. You sure. know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, that, all right, that does it for the questions. I guess let's go over to Chris for the uh, summary. Yeah, so uh, just real quick, before we get into the movie summary, we did want to mention that at the time of recording, uh, director Ivan Reitman passed away about a week ago. So the previous Twins episode had been recorded before that occurred, so we we just kind of wanted to take a minute today to give our condolences and pay a little tribute to a guy who I think probably gave us a lot of joy and laughter over the years. Yes, for sure. Between what, like... As I think Aaron mentioned last episode, he was the director of this movie, Twins, and he went on to direct Arnold again in Kindergarten Cop in 1990 and Junior in 1994. Uh, Obviously, he was probably best known for directing Ghostbusters, but he also produced a ton of comedies that I really love. And uh, I also wanted to mention a couple of other movies that he directed that I think are a little underrated. Uh, first is 1993's Dave, where Kevin Klein plays like a lookalike who replaces the president when he falls into a coma. <laughs> Did not watch that. <laughs> Never saw that it's, one. That's a good movie, and it's got more really? heart than you probably expect, like for a comedy. I think Conan's in that movie, but um, the was Barbarian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh wait, O'Brien? Yeah, that's yeah. no. Cameo. Conan okay. the Barbarian is the Secretary of yes. State. <laughs> 
Um, they like two snakes and they come together. Uh, uh, you must chop off the head of the snake. Yeah. Was he a lookalike or was he was his twin brother? Well, basically, I don't think he was like a professional lookalike. I think he was literally just some random dude who looked a lot like the president. And they just like, they. He. I don't think it was his brother. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen it, but was the president played by the same? Like, yeah, yeah, by, they were. By, uh... They were both Kevin Klein. Okay, but, okay, yeah. Um, and then the next one, which is much worse. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2001's Evolution, which is a really stupid that's, movie. That is a that's stupid movie. basically just Ghostbusters again. But uh, yeah, it's but enjoyable. it hit me at exactly the right age that I can't tell how bad it is. So I love it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I, I think for Kindergarten Cop alone, all of our lives have been sort of enriched by Ivan Reitman. And obviously sure. he can claim like yes. a tenth of this podcast, having made a few movies with Arnold and uh, having gotten the ball rolling on triplets, if that ever comes out. So we'll see. Yeah, I actually that. have a little. Uh, so I when I was looking up stuff for the movie, I found an article uh, that is kind of like an interview with uh the writer from one of the writers from the from triplets mm. he shared uh this is on instagram the writers are dan levy and steve basil basiloni mm-hmm. or basil <laughs> it looks like basil one but anyway he's the basil so, one. Uh, <laughs> so he's, yeah so he said my he's like my favorite ivan moment was when we left our so this was uh he recalled a lively according to the article it says sorry the article is from cheatsheet.com but Levy recalled a lively moment with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the star of Twins, and the upcoming film Triplets. He said, my favorite Ivan moment was when we left Arnold's house after a hilarious slash insane meeting. And he said, Ivan looked at me and said, interesting guy, right? And like, uh, so basically it was just like, I'm assuming that Arnold, I don't know, he's just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Hmm. It, he was. Uh, Wait, who? Oh, Arnold said Ivan was the interesting no, guy? No, no, no. Other way Ar- around. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I'm sure he did. Yes, he is. So he he said that Ghostbusters blew my mind when I saw it when I was a kid. So it was wild to get to work with the man uh, behind it. Mm-hmm. And he's he said it's lo- like losing a legend. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway. And then the last thing, I just have Arnold's statement on that he posted to Twitter about uh, Ivan. I'm just going to read a small portion of it. Uh, he says, "If you knew him, Ivan had a way of making himself a part of your story, and he certainly wrote a chunk of mine." I'll always be grateful that he took a chance on this Austrian action hero in a comedy during a time when the studios just wanted me to focus on finding new ways to kill bad guys, blow things up, and show off some muscles. I knew I could make it in comedy, but I needed someone else to know it to make it a reality. That's why Ivan was a great director and friend. He could see something in you that other people didn't, and he could help you show the rest of the world. And I just thought that was really nice. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I'm curious if uh when danny devito dies he's just gonna cross out uh ivan's name and put danny in there (laughs) 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 or write it in a red pen (laughs) over it (laughs) x even though he typed it out (laughs) all right all right but anyway on to the summary so we begin our movie in a flashback at a secret genetic testing facility as a narrator tells us about julius benedict who is a 35 year old man who was the product of a government experiment to produce the ideal man with genetic material donated from six men and one woman all exceptional in some way or another unfortunately his mother marianne benedict uh, passed away in childbirth was that was was his mother uh, Heather Graham? Yes. It, was it? I thought it looked yeah. a yes, lot like was. her, but I didn't realize it was actually no, her. That was one, yeah. okay. one angle it looked like her, and then on on the second angle, I wasn't quite for sure. But yeah. 
The second time so, I watched it, yeah, that was her. Wow. Real quick, did you guys notice that big beaker of jizz? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I assumed, but like I wasn't a hundred percent sure it was jizz. Yeah, well, it was probably a mixture of jizz. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All the best parts of <laughs> six <laughs> different people's jizz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, my first note is sweet jackoff machine they have at the end. <laughs> Seriously, so, those okay. guys are just standing there and like. Well, I wonder if all six dudes had to put their dicks in at the same well, time. That, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay, oh, okay. so the machine, the, the machine that that is, uh, it's basically like making a pumping motion, definitely, and it's it's hooked up to a bunch of hoses. Yeah, so it was de- there's like it was probably jerking off six dudes <laughs> at the same time who had their who had their hogs like hooked up to the hoses. <laughs> yeah, but I really <laughs> wish that they had to stand and insert their dicks into the machine and all stare at each other at the same time. <laughs> just to make it as awkward as possible. Also, like, I just like the word hogs. For dick. <laughs> can, can you even use that word if you don't have a big, like, let's say you have a small dick and you're like, oh, check out my hog. No, that's like, a pig. She wanted my yeah. hog. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what I think. Uh, a sausage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A sausage link. Yeah. But and then you got yeah, then you like you said you got a Heather Graham there who I like to think this is actually her roller girl character as she played in Boogie Nights. <laughs> yes. She only signed up because Before. of like a misunderstanding uh-huh. about receiving sperm from like five very distinguished gentlemen. Yeah. All right, I'm in. This is, this is how her she started in the industry. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Origin story. <laughs> We also find out, uh, just as Julius does on his birthday, that the experiment actually produced twins. So Julius has a brother who was sent to an L.A. orphanage while Julius was brought to a tropical island to be raised by the narrator, Werner, who was one of the scientists who worked on the experiment. Uh, As soon as Julius finds out about his brother, he is determined to leave the island where he has spent his entire life to find his twin, despite the protests of uh, Werner. You can also tell he's smart because he has a computer. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's just books <laughs> yes. piled and piled in his room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking nerd. Uh, so at this point, Julius rows himself 27 miles to the nearest airport mm-hmm. and uh, decides to head to LA. Also, I'm probably going to call him Arnold from now on. <laughs> uh, that was an Arnold Arnold move for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Um, I also was, just, it felt very, for me, it felt very reminiscent of Commando for some reason. Just <laughs> yeah, for the scene, like the it, boat, yeah. I don't know. Just need a Speedo. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Curious if he suggested it, and he's like, what about the Speedo, you know? Uh, I mean, the shorts are nice, but, you know, come on. I got upper thighs here. <laughs> I got quads. <laughs> uh, I also, I just love the part where, the for some reason, the karate beat gets me every single time I watch it. At the beginning, I when just, he's uh, just huh? standing on the beach oh, with the I, dude, and yes. the guy goes, ah! <laughs> I don't know why that just gets me every time. Yeah, his face gets me every time on <laughs> yeah. that one. Uh, next, we meet Danny DeVito in bed with a woman when suddenly her husband gets home and DeVito has to jump <laughs> out the window to make a clean getaway. Uh, we see him get into his car, throw away a parking ticket, and drive away. They're they're really trying to drive home that he is a sleazeball. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I have in my notes like he's been on the screen for like two minutes and has already established himself as a perfect scumbag. That's exactly <laughs> my my note too. It's like you yeah. got sleeping with married women, hitting on a girl, throwing away a parking ticket. Yeah. It's just a great sleazeball character. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh next we see Marnie, the love of Aaron's life, walking into mm-hmm. work with her sister Linda as DeVito pulls up to the sidewalk and uh pulls Linda aside and we learn his name is Vince. Uh, Vince pulls her into the restaurant that they work at and he tries to get her to give him some money 
when uh, suddenly he ducks down and crawls away to avoid being seen by a large and dangerous-looking debt collector who is one of the Klain brothers, as uh, Linda and Marnie cover for him. My my only note here is that Kelly Preston looks great in this scene. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get a lot of those throughout this movie. No, that's the only damn. No. Okay, got it. Ange- angelic, almost. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Julius annoying the shit out of everyone on a plane as he sings Yakety Yak, and the flight attendant basically just flirts with him to get him quiet. <laughs> And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I could listen to that shit for an entire six-hour flight, <laughs> and it would probably be the best flight I've ever been on. <laughs> yes, and it felt like he was almost going to say, like, oh, and I've never seen boobs before either. <laughs> yeah, you may Did as well. Get, like, totally looking at your boobs. I've never seen these before. <laughs> uh, so Julius lands in L.A., and we get this amazing montage of Arnold walking down Hollywood Boulevard, eating, like, every food item he can get his hands on. <laughs> And he even passes Vincent at one point without realizing it. So now we see Vince uh, meeting up with his buddy, parking attendant, and featured player in First Blood, David Caruso. You also get, right before this, uh, when he's walking around Hollywood Boulevard, you get uh, Arnold looking at a picture of Rambo, like the Rambo poster. (laughs) Yeah, he stops at a Rambo poster and, like, pulls up his bicep, and he's, like, comparing it, and then he laughs and, like, fucking, he's like, that That guy is silly. (laughs) He ain't shit. But back to uh, featured player in First Blood, David Caruso, who gives him a tip on a car he can steal to make some quick money to pay back his debts. Uh, So he goes up into the parking uh, garage and basically breaks into a car and steals a Beamer. Um, (laughs) Later that night, some thugs try to steal Arnold's briefcase, but somehow manage to take themselves out in the process and Arnold politely offers to carry him to the hospital without ever realizing that they were trying to steal from him. And this is one of the best lines of the movie because the one of the thugs is like, what'd you do to him? And he goes, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also did a great job with Arnold's wardrobe. Like as far oh, as definitely. making him look kind of like innocent slash Yeah, like a dorky tourist. He's wearing like exactly. khaki shorts <laughs> with a suit yeah, jacket. Yeah, but they couldn't go without showing some kind of muscle. Like... <laughs> That's why yeah. they cut off shorts. <laughs> yeah, his calves. <laughs> you know, you got to show something. He's got a button-up shirt on with a sports coat that's just a, kind of a little bit too big for mm-hmm. him. And then uh, he's wearing that with shorts with with what looked like uh, like Chuck Taylor Converse, which <laughs> yeah. just makes him. He basically just look, yeah. looks like a big kid yeah, that's dressed definitely. up in a suit. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, a nice touch of this is they had him button the bottom button on his suit jacket mm-hmm. or a sports <laughs> coat. Yeah, you're not supposed <laughs> to do that, you know. But it <laughs> makes him seem like a little more. I don't know, naive, yeah, I guess. Definitely. Yes, yes. Uh, we see. We now see DeVito failing to sell some very high-quality socks. And as he leaves, <laughs> he sees a cop giving him a parking ticket and gives him shit about it, prompting the cop to run his license and arrest him for over 200 unpaid parking tickets. And I would say that's insane, but I think we've seen him throw away at least, what, like, at least half, maybe five <laughs> yeah. parking yeah. tickets Dur- or so Dur- throughout the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, throughout this montage yeah. so far. Or throughout the whole movie. But no, like throughout the whole movie, he does it a few yeah, times. definitely. So the next day, we then go to uh, St. Charlotte's Orphanage as Arnold is investigating to try and find out more about his brother. Uh, we see that there seems to be some sort of like extrasensory link shared between the twins as Arnold quickly and accurately guesses which bed was Vincent's. 
And uh, Grandma <laughs> Gilmore tells us that Vincent That's was not exactly is. an exemplary student <laughs> and even managed to corrupt his biology teacher, Sister Maria, before running away. Uh, she also notes that Vincent's file has mysteriously disappeared. And yeah, it's Happy Gilmore's grandma. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I know she's in something. Oh, I yes. I mean, she's in a bunch of stuff, but that's what I know her from. Uh, Grandma Gilmore correctly guesses that Vincent is in jail, so Arnold goes there and visits him. <laughs> and we get a pretty great scene with Arnold figuring out how the jail phone works and telling Vincent that they're twins. <laughs> and it's- We also see Peter Kent, uh, who... I like mentioned before is Arnold stunt double. So it's like, he's going to uh, roll right b- before this scene, but right b- as uh, Vincent's walking in. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Peter Kent's walking in front of him. Huh. So yeah, it's, it's the guy that Joe thinks looks weird, <laughs> but not, not looking so weird back then. Yeah, no, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Arnold tells Vincent that they're twins, but Vincent clearly doesn't believe he goes along <laughs> with it anyway to get Arnold to pay his bail. Basically. This is like a, great gag because of how simple it is oh, the, yeah. the uh when he's talking trying to talk to him through the glass yeah yeah and like how how long it takes julius to realize that he needs to use a phone <laughs> yeah as danny devito is great just gag. sitting there like pretending to talk to him and say nothing to yeah. him yeah. he's like <laughs> yeah. like which is, he's honestly almost trying to help him like hey you can't hear me maybe i can't hear you that, that, that still yeah. takes him forever to get there <laughs> he has to pick up the phone and be like Come on. And then I loved when he called him Bozo, too. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why, but. <laughs> you got to pick up the phone, Bozo, or talk to the phone. There's cap. Look at cap shot. There it was. <laughs> yeah. See, there was a few of those just straight <laughs> cap shots. It's just DeVito admiring yeah. Arnold's calves. Yeah. <laughs> like, did, well, did I mention uh, in the, pre, uh, the pre-production one that, that this gag of Julius trying to talk to him to the glass? Oh, that, that Arnold, uh, that's the clip that DeVito showed on The Tonight Show, right? Yeah, he, he, oh, they watched cool. it on Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. which it gets a pretty big laugh with both the audience and Johnny Carson just cracking up at it, which was, like I think I mentioned, which was weird at first because you don't really get reactions like that anymore. Yeah, definitely not. But then I realized it's, they had like no access to movie trailers. <laughs> yeah, then. that's It was true. Like, limited to what, like mm-hmm. going to the movies, maybe Entertainment Tonight, and that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, that's maybe true. Maybe an advert on TV. Right, exactly. And I bet you they ran less like TV commercials for them back then. Yeah, exactly, and I, like so it was just weird to me because I know like stuff hasn't been like that where you don't have like constantly at, at your disposal. Yeah. And it's weird to see it. Yeah, definitely. as an actor back then, like you had to make those type of appearances on the Tonight Shows and these sure. things like that to promote your movie, so people did see the you know a little clip. Yeah, well, and it's I don't uh, the uh, I also think it's kind of like the people are nostalgic for the past and they're always like, I wish I could do it all over again. They don't keep in mind. All the shit we have now. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which makes life yeah. way easier. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know we always go here, but sorry, but can you imagine telling some dude from this, like the year this movie came out, that you can watch porn on your phone? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> like their mind would be fucking blown. <laughs> what do you mean? Like seriously? Yeah. Like, and that would be the only thing that'd be blown. Exactly. <laughs> like especially because they still haven't worked up the nerve to go buy another copy of Jugs magazine after the original yeah. one fell apart in the shower. <laughs> So now they're just using their memory to jerk off while showering like some kind of fucking Amish person, you know? It's sad. Yeah. In, in that regard, uh, uh, they were the same. We were the same as Amish people back then. Exactly. If you didn't have a porno, you were the same as an Amish person. We were exactly. le- le- the game was yeah. leveled. And Amish people masturbate just as much as the rest of us. So there. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, after getting out of jail, Vincent ditches arnold at the impound lot after he grabs his car um 
back at the parking garage, star of the hit CBS cop drama CSI Miami, David Caruso, <laughs> greets two very suspicious guys in a brand new Cadillac who park the car and wipe any prints off of it before they leave. So I actually had rewritten this scene. Um, basically, uh, this is how it would go. They'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to Miami. And David Crusoe would be like, oh, there's plenty of parking on level four for your car to be stolen. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts his glasses on. <laughs> so, yeah, I forgot the glasses part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Uh... I was like, don't play too much of that song. <laughs> he puts his glasses on very dramatically. Yeah, yeah real estate drive away. Well, uh, and suddenly it's sunset for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're in Miami? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I noticed about this part is these guys coming in later on in the movie, they tell the they tell the um, hitman dude, oh, yeah, like, well, we talked to the attendant. We told him we were going to Hawaii like we laid it on thick. Mm -hmm. And when they came in now, they didn't say anything. He guessed that they were going to Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, yeah, we we told a really good cover story that definitely (laughs) he didn't tell all by himself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Vincent gets back to his office where he operates Vincent Benedict Inc. and finds that the repo men are taking his office furniture as his secretary <laughs> did, gives him a birthday present. Did you see what was on the door? Huh? Yeah, don't worry oh, about that oh. for right now. Okay, okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so his, his secretary is giving him a birthday present when all of a sudden TJ Hooker guest star David Caruso calls him up to tell him to steal that <laughs> caddy. <laughs> Uh, uh, so he, she gives him uh, aqua velvet, correct? Yeah, some cologne. <laughs> Which, and it, well, aftershave. I, I ended up looking it up, but is there's a difference? Oh, really? Right? Do they do they not make cologne? I thought they made cologne. I'm sure too. they do. I've only ever heard that referenced as a joke, though. Yeah, like, I don't know if I've ever actually smelled it before. I feel Anybody? like that bright electric blue. Uh, it's got to smell I, like gasoline or something. Uh, I think I have smelled it, like because it was a thing. It's like a I don't know if you've ever smelled brood. It's like a really yeah. Strong and pungent kind of cheap yeah. okay. uh, aftershave. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he doesn't need it because you see him walking around with his electric shaver <laughs> yeah, everywhere. True. So, like, why would That's he need true. aftershave? <laughs> he doesn't cut himself. Yeah. Also, do you guys do do you guys use? Uh, this is going to sound like a weird question. Um, shaving cream. Uh, Just on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Just on my taint. You know, it's sensitive. <laughs> Um, yeah. when I used to have to shave, uh, yeah, but it'd be like the foam. Well, actually I like that gel stuff, but then I started using like Barbasol and that was like better, but I got really sensitive skin. Okay. Yeah. Do you like never use shaving cream? No. Oh, okay. I use soap. Oh, I don't know. Shaving cream fucks up because, because of the sensitive skin, shaving cream fucks oh, up. Really? Like oh, it really? like yeah. break out. Yeah. It, it makes my skin super oily. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I use shaving cream when I do, you know, shave. But I usually okay. use just a beard trimmer anyways. Maybe shave a little, you know, outline. But shaving cream's cheap and it works effective for me. Yeah, it just fucks up my skin. Barbara, you should stop Saul. shaving, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. No. My, my stuff doesn't grow. My stuff grows in very Mexican. It doesn't grow in right. Like it. <laughs> Sprout, like it's, spurts, sprouts. Yeah. It's, it's either, it, yeah, he either so. looks like Aaron or he looks like Pancho Villa. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> uh so uh yeah okay so he is gonna go steal that cadillac 
But as Vincent is leaving, he is assaulted by uh, another one of the Klain brothers, the guys who were looking at looking for him at the restaurant before, but is saved by Arnold arriving at the office, who proceeds to dismantle that Klain brother while giving him a lesson in negotiation. And to proceed, he, he and he continued to tell him how stupid he was and how illogical it was <laughs> yeah. to try to kick his ass. Yeah, he's like a fucking roided <laughs> out Vulcan. <laughs> Is yeah. that the first, yeah. the first, uh, yeah, the, the first, first rule of? It, well, it's the first rule of uh, crisis situation. But what what he's talking about is when he goes, "You have no, yeah, you have no respect, respect for, for logic, logic, and I have yeah. no respect for people who have no respect for logic." And he throws him <laughs> in the elevator. Yeah, it's great. You're right, though. That was he, he did look like he did give him the Vulcan grip right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, the first. Vulcan neck picture first. Yeah, <laughs> he did, and it it worked. Yeah. Just a so huge, all- huge ass Vulcan. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he read a lot. Uh, so he also plays. Sorry, he also plays. Uh, none of his stuff in the movie. Like anytime he has any sort of like a, uh, like he's fighting or anything like mm-hmm. that is aggressive. Oh yeah, he does. Like you know, like the character says multiple times, he hates yeah. violence. He like doesn't want to yeah. fight, but he absolutely knows how to do it. Like when he needs to. Yeah, it's all very. Uh, I, I'm only. It's it's like even when he's talking to this guy, it's like I. It's not mean. It's not like aggressive or angry. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he's just kind of talking to him while yeah. he's doing it. He's and, he's just yeah. like very matter of factly. Like if you're gonna make this violent, you're gonna lose. So I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you guys uh, hear the guy too before he grabbed that axe? He said he kind of like said under his breath, "You're fired," and he grabbed the axe. <laughs> <laughs> no. he did he said that like under his breath and I'm, i started thinking wow they're like they're like this they're, they're having other guys kind of sling one-liners in oh danny yeah. devito had a lot of good one-liners yeah man yeah. definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that he got that hit his ass saved vincent is much more receptive to hanging out with arnold <laughs> since arnold promises to protect him and help him get out of debt but he still doesn't really believe they're brothers um, so he takes Arnold with him to steal the Cadillac so that Arnold can drive back Vincent's car. Uh, he doesn't really tell Arnold that they're stealing a car though. He just says he's picking it up for a friend. Um, and then we cut to the parking structure where he pretends to look for the keys for a while before breaking into the car, almost at like Arnold's behest. Cause he like manipulates Arnold into, <laughs> into telling him to break yeah. into the car. <laughs> yeah. By, by lying. Yeah. By lying. He's a sleazeball. It's oh you know. yeah, and he's like really good at it too. Like yeah, he <laughs> is. Just like he's good. He, so what's he tell Arnold? He tells him that it, he, he's, he's uh, like, well, I guess the kids are going to be real disappointed because they're supposed. He tells them that they're supposed to auction off the Cadillac for a charity event, <laughs> and Arnold's yeah. like, the children. We can't disappoint the children. Uh, Danny DeVito's like, well, what are we going to do? We, we can't. We can't do anything. And Julius is like, it's for the children. Yeah. It's just the way he says <laughs> yeah, it, and he yeah. looks so like no. Yeah, he's yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's he he killed it acting in this movie oh yeah definitely that scene exactly the children know his face (laughs) so vincent breaks into the car and he sets off the alarm but arnold arnold turns it off by imitating a tow truck (laughs) so he just grabs the back end of the cadillac and lifts it up and then explains how the fucking uh, alarm mechanism works to uh vincent does anybody know if that's true i didn't look it up um i did but did joe did you look it up no, but one of my um, memories is from when you told me that, Aaron, like 20 years ago. Oh. I was like, what? Really? You're like, yeah, it was in Twins. I'm like, it was? <laughs> I remember telling you that. Damn. Did oh, he yeah, demonstrate? Why? Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> On a go-kart. He tells him that uh, if you lift the rear end higher than 45 degrees, the alarm uh, thinks it's being towed and shuts off. 
So I did a quick search for the answer because I was curious. Someone asked on Reddit and one of the replies was, uh, my other half drives a tow truck. And I just asked him, his answer is, most people don't set the car alarm up so it doesn't go off. Mm -hmm. Two, there's a switch or something in the uh, alarm that once lifted tells the alarm not to go off. Hmm. There's a bunch, there's a button on the dashboard, which looks like a car being lifted with the hook. If you wanted to disable that part of the alarm, uh, like your car needs to be towed, you need to press that button before you shut off the ignition. And then three, hmm. al- oh, the, uh, sorry, the second part of that was the actual thing. Like there's a button in there, but three alarms don't go off, but usually shut off after alarms do go off, but usually shut off after a few minutes and some like no one ever comes out anyway. Yeah. That's true. And then one more person said that he's like, I used to be a repo man. The only vehicles with alarms that would go off just from towing them were Mercedes and BMW, hmm. which always used to or seem to use the same third party alarm. Huh. Also, cheap aftermarket alarms will go go off to uh, like pretty much instantly. The instant that the wheel lift touches the tires. Hmm. If the alarm went off, it just meant I had to work faster and haul ass out of there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So... It, Yes and no. I don't know. It You had people arguing about it pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be at least partially true. Um, yeah. All right. So next we get to see Arnold learning how to drive as they take both the cars to the supermarket. Oh, which he did by reading the manual, right? Yeah. Well, he, like on yeah. the way over, he's asking Vincent if he can read the manual. <laughs> and I don't know how much he actually discerned from the manual, but yeah, he's it's it's real shaky at first. Yeah. He's he's so this is this is part of why I like this movie because he's genetically enhanced so he can yeah. like read really fast and he can you know lift up the car no problem but so I think I like to think he absorbed most of it but even when you first even if he knows it all the first time you drive it's going to be a little kind of sketchy yeah, oh, man. you know practically driving is definitely way different than being told how to drive yeah yeah, yeah. But I also just love Arnold screaming as he accelerates <laughs> and smiling yeah. that big dumbass <laughs> smile when he's on the car phone. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I really want one of these cars. This is actually a, I think it's an '87 Mustang. But our mom used to have this car, hmm. yep. and it's badass. And I looked it up, it and they're selling for like twenty thousand hours, something ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, but right. Jesus, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but this particular one has got to be an automatic, just the way they never mention a clutch, mm-hmm. and it just seems like yeah. it, which oh, is yeah. super disappointing. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want, I don't want a fucking automatic <laughs> Mustang. Like, be there are, yeah, you don't, you, um, it totally makes the 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 point of having a Mustang, um, kind of depleted, especially <laughs> that Mustang. Yeah, yeah. If you, you know, get the Nolan V eight five you know, and you're getting yeah. automatic. Like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's making those decisions? Kind of decisions, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's all in how they were raised. <laughs> <laughs> what I like, what I thought was funny is when he got the car and he was, you know, he did the whole driving on two wheels scene. It seemed <laughs> yeah, like they, that was. I don't know if this started it, but that was like a thing that they did a lot in the eighties. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, they did it in the Blues Brothers. I know they did it a bunch where, oh, for some yeah. reason. Uh, so they arrive at the supermarket. Uh, oh, real quick, oh, so sorry. Good. So yeah, he he drives on two wheels. He ends up on two wheels, right? Yeah, when they get to the supermarket, he like turns too fast into the supermarket parking lot. Yeah, and ends up on two wheels like an act. It's a stunt for the like that they do. But I love how the stunt driver is not even close to looking like Arnold. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it just like looks like some bigger guy, and it's just like, uh, "Did you see me?" And then he, when when he uh, they get into like he lands and Vincent pulls up to me, like, "Do you see me with the two wheels? I can teach you that." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just a good line, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. go ahead. So when they're at the supermarket, the twins happen to see Linda and Marnie with Arnold literally running into Marnie while holding open a uh, Playboy centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of, everybody introduces themselves to each other. And then uh, at that point, Arnold and Vincent are going to head home. My only note here is uh, that Kelly Preston looks great in the scene. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I just really angelic. I, <laughs> yes, thank. Yes, that's thank a good you, word Jeff. for yes, it. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, it is. I, I for some reason the line reading on this really got me. It's when he's leaving and he backs up and then he back, gets back in a frame and he goes, "I've only been driving for an hour." <laughs> I don't know why that just gets me. Uh, the twins get to Vincent's house. And Vince tells Arnold that Marnie digs him and also finds out that Arnold is a virgin, <laughs> which, again, we got really great lines here. It's, I have the highest respect for women. And, and DeVito just takes a minute and goes, you're a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> and then Arnold gets great. real serious and goes, that's private. <laughs> yeah, just like the way he delivers that line, he does such a great job of selling it with the reaction, just like a look of kind of like a slightly ashamed but also super embarrassed yeah. kind of look like that's that's the way he says that's, that's private. private and then just yeah, walks then away just walks into the house as, yeah. good uh we see that vincent has a cat named julius and that the twins share several physical mannerisms which we see as they're eating dinner so they're just like joe and jeff <laughs> uh <laughs> So we cut back to the parking structure real quick to see an ominous looking man show up to find the spot where the Cadillac should be is empty. Uh, We go back to Vincent's house where Vince explains why he doesn't believe Arnold's story, uh, mostly due to the fact that he is the one who stole his file from the orphanage. And it included a government letter stating that his mother did not actually die in childbirth and that they actually know exactly where she was. That granted this was 30 years ago, but yeah, like who who really who really stays I mean, can you really count on somebody being there 30 years later? Yeah, definitely not. So, but but it does convince Arnold that he's got to go find like they should go find their mother and their fathers. Yes, well, I, I guess if it's your only lead, you have no choice yeah. but to follow it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh they they have kind of an argument about that cuz Vincent is not like convinced he just wants to get over it uh vincent gets a phone call which turns out to be from the clan brothers who threaten him and then set off a couple of small explosives on his front lawn and blow the shit out of his window oh, i thought they were shooting up the house pretty sure they just like had bombs on his wind like in his front lawn oh okay yeah. I'm, i mean i'm not totally sure but it oh, seemed like okay. one big explosion um no you know oh 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 yeah i remember that actually that's what it's what it seemed weird i'm not sure they didn't really clarify if it was a gunshot or a bomb but it just looked like yeah. a, a giant like yeah there was just a big ass hole in his window yeah that's what i yeah, thought at first, exactly. that a rock was, came through the window but yeah yeah they didn't yeah so okay so then the next day we cut to the two suspicious guys who dropped off the caddy as they're walking into their ob as they're walking into their office to find that ominous guy who was supposed to pick it up, whose name is Webster. By the way, this is the same actor that plays Quato in... I knew. Yeah, yeah that's it. Oh, yes, it man, is. I couldn't figure it out. And he's got a little Quato on his face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all my notes say, uh, call him Quato throughout this whole thing. Quato's the one actually holding the gun. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a gun just pokes out of yeah. his shirt. Quato, not now. That's what makes him such an effective hitman. Yeah. <laughs> Open your shirt. <laughs> Open your shirt. 
He's like, I can't see him. Seriously, open your fucking shirt. Oh, shit. So after revealing that the deal was for Quato to drive the car to Texas to deliver something in the truck to somebody, uh, the two guys mention the parking attendant to him. And he then promptly shoots them both in the face. Yeah. And the office that seems a bit brazen. Yeah. I mean, he's got a silencer on there, but you know, if you know movies, yeah. silencers don't really work like they do in movies. That was still loud. As oh fun. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But no secretary. Like what are they? Uh, they look like they're in the common area of the. Uh, like uh, yeah. The it looks like they're in like anyways. a drafting room or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, that's why he's the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we then see arnold running to the address that was mentioned in the government letter to find his mother but instead he finds one of his fathers uh presumably the one that was like a fucking quarterback like i assume yeah the guy's pretty he's yeah pretty built he's got a gigantic back so he starts asking about his mom and then he hands him the picture that he's got of his mom. And I really like how his little granddaughter fucking rats, her, rats out her grandpa yeah. that he's in the picture. Because mm. Arnold doesn't yeah. realize it until the little girl says it. She's like, Grandpa, that looks like you. And he's like, fucking Ixnay on the alimony A. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, first of all, um, Grandpa here, amazing chess cabbage. Oh, like, yeah. That guy's like, oh, chess man. hair just on yep. point. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's why he was cast for that role. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and two, uh, little grandson with the basketball, that's Jason Reitman. Which is oh, is Ivan it really? Reitman's son. Wow. Yeah. Did you say that's Ivan Reitman or uh, yeah. Jason Reitman? Correct. Yeah, okay, nice. cool. <laughs> so Arnold and his father, who he realizes is his father, uh, head into the house to talk because he doesn't want to be seen in daylight with his fucking uh, illegitimate son. We then go back and see Vince driving the Cadillac and finding a cassette tape in the stereo. He gives it a listen and hears the, the instructions that were intended for Quato, uh that the <laughs> merchandise in the trunk is to be delivered to a beetroot McKinley. And he realizes that he has something more than just a, a stolen car. So then we are back with Arnold and one of his fathers, and they are talking about how his mother was actually told that the that Arnold had died by a government scientist named Mitchell Traven, who is still working in Los Alamos as like a genetics guy, and he also warns him that he's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> dickhead? Yeah. I, do you know what a dickhead is, Arnold? That's what he asked him. Yeah, and then he says, no, no, but I'm learning. No, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's a learning computer. Uh, yeah. uh, I have detailed files. <laughs> it, it, it is preceded by the shaft. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, okay. And then we cut back to Vincent. As he calls this beetroot McKinley and finds out the merchandise is actually worth $5 million after he tries to negotiate uh, and decides that he's just going <laughs> to deliver it himself. I wonder if there's a deleted scene or a reason why this game, this game's, this guy's name was beetroot. <laughs> I don't or know. was it just like, just because it's funny I, and it sounds like a, it's something a Texas oil or engine <laughs> guy? Does sound yeah. Like it. Hey, I'm Beetroot McKinley. Yeah. My name's Beetroot yeah. McKinley. Woo! Lady, yeah. you're all right. <laughs> Where's my steak? <laughs> yeah. 
did you guys also did you guys notice all the patio furniture cushions in the scene he's it with uh davido oh no well once it once it like goes back yeah so erica pointed them out while we were, when we were watching it <laughs> oh yeah and I just, like we're all yeah so that is great uh, right over on the the left part of the of the screen there's a bunch of patio like uh cushions she pointed it out she's like why does he have those <laughs> And I just kind of figured that he'd stolen them or tried to sell them to a hotel or something. But that's one of the businesses on yeah, the door. That's, mm-hmm. that's like one of his uh, yeah. enterprises. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When he when uh, the first scene when you when you're in his office and they're taking out all the stuff, his secretary's on the phone. He's a sports agent and furniture, uh, patio furniture salesman. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's like seven yeah, or eight a bunch things of on things there. Oh, yeah, those yeah, are, you're those right. are two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious if it actually buys them or it's just a bunch of stolen patio cushions. Sure, it's stolen. I imagine they're stolen because yeah. he's trying to sell yeah. socks. <laughs> yeah, so. just, exactly. Just gets whatever falls off the truck. Yeah, just adds it to the door. <laughs> like, well, add it to the door. <laughs> well, fuck! I just found these socks. Now I got to go back to the sticker guy and have him fucking put it on my door. Sock salesman, yeah. garment wholesale. <laughs> So uh, Arnold comes back to tell Vincent about their mother and about Los Alamos and that they should go there. Sorry, real quick. The, with, the, with the last the last scene, that shot of uh, – so once he figures out that he that he can get the $5 million, he starts like kind of like jumping around the room and dancing a little bit. And that shot of when he starts jumping up and down is a, a shot of kind of like a weird it's, – it's very low to the ground. And I'm uh, – is that I'm assuming that maybe that's be, just because he's like shorter and they're trying to like I'm not I'm not trying to yeah. make a joke I'm like like just because he's like shorter just to like make him like fill up yeah the, I think he's just because if you shoot uh, he just he just had a victory so I think that's literally just because like he he should look big in the scene but I I don't know for sure yeah. right but but I think it also looks cool because he's so short but they're trying to make him look big in the scene it kind of yeah. like yeah like, like fill fill up the whole fill yeah up the whole screen. like a big screen yeah okay. you're right Chris exactly like he's just he's got to be big yeah. in the shot victorious yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i also just figured out why his name is uh beetroot mckinley it's because he's actually a beetroot tycoon <laughs> Wait a minute. That, might, that might be a nickname that gonna make sense <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah i guess you gotta get beats from somewhere yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. his first name is actually like ken yeah. like beetroot. <laughs> made his fortune selling beetroots <laughs> yeah Alrighty, and that's it for this episode, but we actually released both episodes of the movie summary simultaneously, so you can actually check out part two right now. It's live. Go check it out. Um, Before you listen to that, though, we ask if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love you forever, forever, if you left us a rating and review. And who knows, we'll probably end up reading it during the episode, because, you know, like we say every time, we're desperate. Anyway. I guess that's it. So, uh, yeah, check out the next episode. Give us a rating. And I guess, you know. See you at the party, Richter. 